Safe Harbor Wealth Advisors, LLC and Safe Harbor Retirement Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Center for Disease Control or any other government agency. This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you would like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows as well as subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And again, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face meeting, a conference call, or even a video chat. Again, that phone number is 614-760-0670. Now, chances are many of us have heard some common financial myths. And while many of those myths are early dismissed as unrealistic as soon as you hear them, others probably leave you asking, could that really be true? In today's episode, we're going to discuss some common financial myths. But before we get into this financial myth busting, I'd like to introduce my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing great, Corey. Thanks again for having me on the show today. And yeah, I've had a busy week. And got a lot done, though. Uh, spent some time with the family, and I've been working. Uh, you know, it's been a crazy time out there, but we're all good. We're safe. How about you? Have you been keeping busy, Corey? Yeah, I have been uh, been busy. You know, the weather's been great. Been out, been able to get outside and do a little bit of golf and work in the yard, just like you. Spend a little time, you know, with the family. But uh, you know, it's also you know, people are start going back to work. That means also people are starting to think more about their financial, uh, you know, retirement plans and things like that. So it's starting to get busy, you know, from the work you know, standpoint as well. Definitely meeting with a lot of clients, uh, you know, face to face as well as, you know, uh, video, you know, video calls or even conference calls. But, uh, you know, I know we mentioned it, you know, the last couple, you know, ep- you know, last couple weeks. But, you know, we, we you know, we're taking all the precautions here at Safe Harbor where if you do come in, you know, you know, our employees have masks on, we're wiping everything down. And even if you meet with me face to face in the conference room, you know, we have those plastic shields up, um, you know, just as, you know, extra security precautions. So we're doing everything we can. You know, if you do want to meet face to face or um, even, you know, a video chat, you know, we're all set up to do that for you. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and I think that's great. It's great that you offer that to our listeners out there. And I know you've been meeting with clients and listeners, uh, folks needing some uh, financial advice. And uh, you, it's really good to work with a professional like yourself who's an independent financial advisor, a fiduciary, looking out for people's best interests. And 
today's topic, I know you're going to give us some helpful tips and strategies, and I'm sure we've all had, you know, a friend or coworker or neighbor uh, tell us a fact about a financial issue that, you know, if you peeled it back a bit, it's more of a uh, misconception uh, or uh, a myth, uh, not really necessarily uh, wholly true. You know, there's usually some truth to it, uh, but it, things like that don't always apply to everyone, right? I mean, that, that's exactly right, Tony. You know, one of the things that I would definitely, you know, say, you know, there are a lot of myths floating around there. And, you know, a lot of these myths, you know, really come from social media. And I think one of the things you really need to do on social media is to make sure, you know, where it's actually coming from is, is pretty legitimate. Um, but I know, you know, Facebook and things like that, uh, you know, that's where a lot of things get started, you know, and they're really not true. And, you know, one of the things we kind of want to kind of start with today is from a Motley Fuel article, which is three social security myths you shouldn't believe during the COVID-19 or, you know, during this, you know, pandemic. And the first thing that the article addresses is really a scary one. Um, and I know I've seen this out on social media as myself, but that myth that that um, this pandemic is really going to wipe out Social Security. Now, as the article notes, you know, this myth, you know, seems like it really could be believable because payroll taxes are on Social Security, you know, uh, funding sources. And this year, the government claims 12.14% or 12.4% up to $137,000 in earnings. So salaried workers pay, you know, half of that, of that 12.4. And if you're self-employed, you know, you're paying the entire amount. Now, I think one of the reasons why this is really going away or, you know, really talking about Tony right now is, you know, we have 40 million people unemployed right now. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, Unemployment is just crazy. And I know, you know, we're talking about myths here, but I have to say, given the current economy and the unemployment rate, I would think Social Security is looking at possibly a revenue dip, right? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I really think, you know, that's a correct statement for you, Tony. You know, after all, there's so many Americans that are currently out of work, just like we said, about 40 million. Um, you know, they're not contributing at this point in time to payroll taxes on their wages. So, you know, it's definitely clear that Social Security is losing revenue right now. And they may, you know, even, you know, lose revenue for the remainder of 2020, depending on how all this, you know, plays out. But the reality is, you know, while there is a dip right now in the revenue, uh, you know, for your Social Security, there's really no evidence to support the idea that it's a doom, you know, it's really going to doom the program forever. In fact, once the economy does recover and unemployment, you know, begins to really go downward, Social Security's revenue stream will actually begin to stabilize. Right. And what if our current high levels of unemployment continue, though, throughout the rest of the year? Well, you know, even if that scenario does play out, Tony, you know, it's not even going to really come close to wiping out Social Security, as as the article, you know, does note. Yeah. And that's a relief. I mean, I'll be ready to shoot that one down then if I see somebody talking about it on social media. Uh, what do you have next? Well, you know, another myth that 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 you know it's going on right now with Social Security during this current pandemic. While it's true that Social Security did begin, you know, really closing offices in March, you know, that move was made, you know, really to really promote social distancing and promote the many vulnerable people who really need to do business at the Social Security office. 
Oh, okay. So a closed field office doesn't mean that people can't file for Social Security right now then, right? Absolutely not, Tony. You can easily, you know, still create your Social Security account online, and you can even register for those benefits whenever you're ready. The only thing you have to do is you have to, of course, be over the age of, you know, 62, right? And if you do want to be able to create an online account, it's very simple. You can go to ssa.gov. You know, you're going to be asked to verify your identity identity with some, you know, personal information. And you're also going to be asked some security questions that only you would know on how to answer those correct, you know, questions correctly. You know, from there, you can create a username and password. And you'll also confirm your email address or your phone number by entering a one-time code within 10 minutes of receiving it to ensure that your information is safe. So I would highly recommend if you don't have a social security account, go out there and create it anyway, just so you're, you're going to be set up, you know, for whether you want to apply now or uh, even if you want to wait, you're going to be able to then go online and get your social security statements and uh, other things as well. Right. And, and, you know, given that so much of our financial lives are already online, it does make sense that Social Security could also be manageable right from our kitchen tables, from our laptop computers. Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point, Tony. You know, another potentially harmful Social Security myth that's really buzzing around suggests that Social Security recipients who lose their jobs during this, you know, this COVID-19 really can't file for unemployment benefits. Now, this, this, of course, is not a huge you know, part of the population, but the fact is some people do work and receive Social Security at the same time. So it might be natural to assume if they lose their job, they'd be out of luck when it comes to unemployment, but that's not true. Previously, now, some states would reduce an unemployment payment if you were also on Social Security, but that practice has been eliminated now. So it's true that you're collecting both Social Security and a paycheck before reaching your full retirement age. Now, you you may have some benefits withheld if your work income is greater than what's known as that earnings test limit. However, unemployment benefits don't count as wages toward that limit. So they shouldn't affect your Social Security, you know, one one bit. Right. And that's what's key right there. So, you know, our time is just about up, though, for this first segment, Corey. We should take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to share before we do take a break? Sure, Tony. You know, I definitely would encourage our listeners out there to visit our website at safeharboroh.com, or you can give us a call at 614-760-0670. And, you know, when you do call in, set up a complimentary meeting. You know, we're really here to help you. Um, if you have any questions about today's show or any questions in general about retirement, you can always set up a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And again, the easiest way to do that is just give us a call at 614-760-0670 and you can set up that complimentary meeting with me. All right. That sounds great. And listeners stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Fit Radio and our host, Corey Sickles, right after this. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Safe Harbor Retirement Group, we have found that many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. 
What is it? How does it work? It's not simply a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please call our office today at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, just give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're visiting our website, click on that radio page. You can check out past shows, but you can also subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Now, the radio page will also provide you with previous shows on a number of topics that may be of interest, you know, for you. So just uh, check them out. Now, during today's show, we've been discussing some of the common financial myths that many of us hear as we seek to build, you know, this really the strongest financial strategy possible. Yeah, and you've been doing some great myth busting today, Corey. And what do you have next for us? Well, you know, really, Tony, the next thing I really kind of want to focus on is is Medicare and some of the myths surrounding that. Um, you know, if you're over 65, you know, you're going to be on Medicare at some point in your life, and you, you really need to make sure that you understand this. But being able to spot some of these myths from truths can really make you feel more confident as you navigate your way toward retirement. These myths um, from four Medicare myths you shouldn't believe published on MotleyFool.com can cause people to, to really misunderstand things. Some are good and some are bad. But the first common Medicare myth is that your coverage is free. Now, first, it's always critical to remember that Medicare consists of various parts. So we're just going to focus on three for right now. Part A, which covers the hospital care. Part B, which covers doctor visits. And Part D, which is a prescription drug coverage. Now, Part A doesn't have a premium, but Parts B and D do charge a premium, and without the right strategy, those premiums can certainly eat into your retirement budget. And really, Tony, that's one of the reasons why, um, to make sure that our clients um, understand this, is you know we have Medicare specialists that you can actually come in and meet with that can go over you know your whole Medicare package, really, you know your Part B, D as well, um, just to make sure that you understand and be able to put the the right strategy, you know, really for you, you know, as you move into your retirement years. Yeah. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the premiums you just mentioned. Yeah, sure can, Tony. So the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services state in their article, 2020 Medicare Parts A and B Premiums and Deductibles, that the standard Part B premium is $135.50 per month. Higher income seniors often have to pay more for their Part B. Now, there's no standard premium for Part D because your costs are going to be determined by the plan that you choose. But just like you know, with Part B, higher income seniors will pay an additional monthly charge on top of their standard Part D premiums. Now, additionally, Medicare also has a variety of co-pays and deductibles that you're responsible for. So the full extent, which will really depend on the kind of care you end up needing. Now, ultimately, the key takeaway here is that Medicare is definitely not free and really can carry substantial cost 
Therefore, a robust financial strategy really should be, you know, clearly a factor, you know, when you're really looking at Medicare. And that's why, again, that's why we have specialists that can sit down with you to make sure you completely understand what your options are and more importantly, what your costs are going to be as well. Yeah. And that's a good breakdown. So what's another common myth out there when it comes to Medicare? I know there are a lot of misconceptions with Medicare. Well, Tony, I, I really think the first one here is, is Medicare means, you know, you know really all of your health care needs are going to be covered. You know, though Medicare does cover a variety of medical services for seniors, you know, there are a number of health care items it doesn't pay for. You know, that list includes dental care, hearing aids, and vision services. So if you want coverage for those items, you're really going to need to foot the bill for separate insurance or sign up for what they call a Medicare Advantage plan which is an alternative to the original Medicare that provides a broader range, you know, a broader array of coverage. Right. And so the myth there is that a lot of people think, hey, once I turn 65, Medicare is going to cover all my health care needs, which it's not. And I think that's a good one to bring up. Um, does Medicare address long term care needs? Does it cover that? You know, really, the, the short answer here, Tony, is no, it does not. You know, long term care you know, like assisted living facilities and nursing homes are not covered. In most cases, you're going to have to address those needs out of, you know, out of your own pocket. That's why it's often recommended that you purchase some type of long-term care insurance, you know, in your 50s or 60s, where, you know, when it's a little bit cheaper. And there's, you know, and, you know, the long-term care insurance has definitely changed over, you know, over the last 20 years. So, you know, if it, with people living longer, you know, of course, People are more worried about going into long-term care facilities. And, you know, really, I'm here to help you, guide you, um, to, to kind of give you which some of those options are that you really can take advantage of to make sure that you do have some type of coverage if that day, you know, that day does come. Well, yeah, I mean, long-term care, it seems like the perfect topic that would need to be addressed with a financial services professional because, uh, like yourself, you'll be able to help people with it and add it to that overall financial and retirement strategy. Uh, so what's the next, next myth you have for us? Well, another myth that some of our listeners have probably heard of, Tony, is that you're automatically enrolled in Medicare when you turn 65. And that's definitely not the case. I want to make sure everyone understands that. It's, that is not the case. You know, if you're already collecting Social Security on your 65th, you know, 65th birthday, you'll most likely be put on Medicare Parts A and, a and B without having to do anything. However, if that's not your case, you'll need to sign up yourself to avoid penalties down the line. But don't worry, you know, your initial enrollment window is quite generous. Your window begins three months before you're 65, and it doesn't close out until three months after you turn 65. You know, again, all I'm going to say here. If you have questions about any of that type of stuff about Medicare in general, give us a call because we have specialists that can kind of guide you through this process. Yeah, I think that's huge. So what you're saying is a person should enroll in Medicare as soon as they're eligible then, right? Well, you know, Tony, that's actually our next myth. While many people are probably smart to sign up for Medicare right away so they can really begin utilizing the benefits it provides, that's not the case for everybody. You know, if you're still working when you turn 65, and say you're on a group health plan through your, you know, your current employer, you know, you might want to sign up for part A since it's free, but then wait to sign up for the other parts that come with that premium. But if you're paying, you know, through the nose for your group plan at work 
and you don't like it, you may want to, you know, crunch the numbers to see if it completely transition to Medicare really makes sense for you. And again, the best way to do that is again, sit down with us or, you know, our specialist to make sure um, you understand, you know, where, where you are today with your plan and what Medicare can really do for you to see if it makes sense to switch over to Medicare. What do you have for us next, Corey? You know, now, Tony, I think it's kind of, you know, we've talked about Social Security, we've talked about Medicare, but now I kind of think it's important to just kind of talk about retirement as a whole. You know, a Forbes.com article debunks six myths about retirement, explains that one common myth is that before you retire, you should have that certain specific amount of money, you know, saved up. The reality is, you know, strategizing for retirement isn't about setting that arbitrary number, that magic number that you need out there, and then achieving it. A a strong strategy is built around the idea that really about how much you're going to need to have saved for retirement is really contingent on how much you intend to spend in retirement. Yeah, good point. It's good to remember that our financial needs in retirement are always unique to us and our own situation. Uh, There's certainly not a template that applies to everyone, right? That's exactly right, Tony. You know, along those lines, another common myth out there is you're only going to need 70 to 80% you know, of that pre-retirement income. And this myth is really built around the idea that retirees are going to have lower expenses when they do retire. And while it's true that certain expenses go away after you retire, it's also very possible that your budget for traveling, hobbies, and leisures will increase. So your strategy for retirement income should really fully address your preferred lifestyle. And that's why it's so important, you know, to really sit down, you know, with someone like me that we can actually put together, you know, that estimated income plan to make sure that you're really going to have enough money in retirement to last your lifetime. Yeah, that's huge. And and so does that article from Forbes uh, say anything about 401k vehicles? You know, it does, Tony. It notes that another common retirement myth is that maxing out your 401k is all you need to do to be prepared for retirement. You know, while contributing to your 401k may be a good idea to prepare your finances for retirement, the truth is that for some people, a 401k won't be enough to maintain their pre-retirement lifestyle. Mm, Sounds like relying too much on your 401k means you might need a part-time job after you retire. Well, you know, Tony, you know, working longer or getting a part-time job if you haven't saved enough is really actually our next myth. So, you know, though you, you know, you want to work and maybe until you're 70 or even older, sounds good. Like it could be, you know, like a very easy solution for you. The choice may not be completely yours. You know, unforeseen changes to your health may inhibit your ability to continue working. Additionally, an unexpected layoff or downsizing could also derail your, you know, your plan to keep working. Just like every, I think a lot of people are out there experiencing right now, just with what's going on with COVID. And finding a part-time work isn't always easy. Well-paying jobs that really let you work one day a week aren't all that common. And many retirees may find the idea of working part-time at a retail store very unappealing as well. Yeah, makes sense. Well, you know what? Uh, This has been a great episode, but we've run out of time, Corey. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Yeah, Tony, you know, if any of our listeners out there have any questions about your own financial strategy or even questions about some of the things that we talked about today, 
First of all, I encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or just give us a call at 614-760-0670. You can set up a complimentary, no obligation meeting with me. And again, that could be face-to-face, a conference call, or even a video chat. And again, we can really sit down, go over what your goals are to make sure that you're going to have that best, really a the best retirement that you can actually put, you know, work on and actually implement. So again, the all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670 and uh, we'll help you, again, answer any of the questions that you have or get you started right down the, the correct financial path. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.